Welcome to the Drink Less, Live More podcast. If you are a woman that is wanting to evaluate your relationship with alcohol, you come to the right place. There are no hard and fast rules and you don't have to call yourself anything. You're just a woman that knows something isn't working for her and you are wanting to make an intentional change. I'm Rachel Pritz and I'll walk alongside you as you learn to drink less and live more. Let's go. Welcome back to Drink Less, Live More. I have just returned from my, my vacation out to Zion National Park, and it was lovely. I'm actually going to talk a little bit about just the emotional highs I was experiencing without having had you know four or five drinks on board from the night before and being either hungover or slightly hungover. And I just want to talk a little bit about emotional highs and how we experience them differently when we are not consistently putting alcohol in our body. But I first want to just talk a little bit about the trip and I don't know, just the, the break, you know, I think so often we just need a little break from our mundane everyday lives. I know last week's episode was about boredom and that's a huge reason why I would drink. And so sometimes I just need that break, you know, like that, that break it with all the monotony and it's been really helpful just to kind of take, take that. So it was nice to be on a plane. You know, I got to do some of my favorite things, which is watch whatever movie I feel like watching. I, uh, watched a few episodes of the crown, you know, so it was just, it was a really great time. I flew with a friend. We met my sister out there and they're just people that I can just completely be myself with. You know, I don't feel like I have to sugarcoat anything. We kind of all caught up with our lives and what's going on. And we fell asleep by like 8 p.m. My friend kept saying, sheets up by 9. And I'm like, yes, I love all of this. Of course, we had a time zone change. So we were even in bed, you know, earlier there. But we were sort of staying on our East Coast time. Um, but, you know, flew into Vegas, and that was an interesting experience. I haven't been to Vegas in quite a while, but used to go often. We used to go like twice a year. And flying into Vegas, I just had such a different reaction to seeing the strip. You know, I used to be like, I would get like a high. And, of course, I would drink on the plane on the way there because who doesn't drink on the plane on the way to Vegas? I had like 18 drink vouchers as a, you know, Delta Sky Miles member. And I didn't use a single one of them because I didn't want to drink on the plane. And so um, it was just such a different experience. And I landed and I was kind of like, oh, I kind of can't wait to get out of here. Like, this is just not really my scene. Um, when I was drinking, it was absolutely my scene because you could drink everywhere you wanted to in Vegas. So just kind of an interesting experience to see how far I've come in the last four years. You know, I went to Vegas probably the last time was about four years ago. And I was still drinking, you know, a fair amount. And so... Just interesting to see how much things have shifted. I couldn't wait to get out of there and get to uh, nature and to what we were there to see. And I found that to be a really interesting shift. So just fun to kind of watch as you evolve and progress through anything, but especially this particular journey. So I do want to talk about how we experience more emotional highs and more emotional lows 
um, without alcohol, because I think we can't talk about the emotional highs, but also talking about how, yes, we can experience more emotional lows. There's research that backs up the fact that women actually do experience a wider spectrum of emotions than men do. And so we do have more emotional highs and more emotional lows than men. Obviously I know that's a generalization. Uh, you know, I would say, Hey, Rachel, this is your own just gender bias coming out here, but there's actually a fair amount of research to back that up. So, um, of course not a rule, but certainly something we can generalize based on the research. So I know I have experienced that for sure. I kind of was just numb when I was drinking a bottle of wine most nights. And I think that was what I was looking for at the time. And then I just decided I didn't want to be numb anymore. Like I wanted to experience it all because if I numbed all the bad stuff and all the harder emotions, that meant I was also numbing all the wonderful emotions. So, you know, on this trip, you know, both of the women that I'm with drink, not, you know, excessively, but they do drink. Um, and so, you know, we were talking on the way out there and it was really interesting because I kind of wondered, you know, this has been, I've been doing this for a while. So people have known that this is what I've been doing. And so people don't really ask me about it, but they kind of brought it up and they just said, Hey, I think it's really cool what you're doing and kind of educating people in a different way about alcohol and, you know, choosing to maybe drink less just because we want to be healthier and we want to not put alcohol in our bodies because we know it's not uh, adding positive results to our lives. So that was really cool to kind of see them bring up the conversation. I used to get really scared about going on these types of trips or being with a friend that I haven't been with for a long time who is a heavy drinker or a drinker. And how am I going to say, what am I, you know, what am I going to talk to them about? And how am I going to tell them that I'm not going to drink? Or if I do, it's going to be one drink and that's it. And this was just such a different experience, you know? And so it was really just uh, reassuring that they were thinking about this too. And then just talking about all the people they knew that were reevaluating their relationship with alcohol. And so just, I, it's just a movement, you know, I really feel like I'm in this like amazing time in history where there is this major shift when it comes to alcohol in our culture. So I'm loving seeing that, you know, Utah doesn't have a ton of bars because it's a, a pretty Mormon, um, state. And so uh, Mormons don't drink. So, you know, there wasn't like, it's not like you were like bombarded with alcohol everywhere you went. When we went to this ATV tour, which was just fantastic East Zion adventures, shout out. We had such a good time with you. And so we did this ATV tour and you met at this coffee shop, which there are like no coffee shops because Mormons also don't drink coffee, which I did not know that. So like interesting cultural thing. Um, and so we met at this coffee shop. It was one of the few. It just opened about a year ago. That's where you checked in for this thing. It was like next to a gas station. Super cute place. If you follow me on TikTok, you saw it. Um, and they had three, four different options for alcohol-free options. They had the Topo Chico there, the lime version, which is you know kind of hard to come by. So just really cool to see all these places that have alcohol-free options. Many of the places we went to eat had alcohol-free options. Like so cool to see. So... You know, I think if I would have gone on this trip drinking a bottle of wine or cocktails or whatever it was uh, the night before, I would have not experienced the, what I call wonder and awe that I experienced while seeing this just amazing part of nature that baffles me. Like you just, you can't figure out how on earth did this even, 
get here. I mean, it's just gorgeous. And, you know, I mean, I could honestly say wonder and awe were like the two big things that I was, I was really experiencing. And then just this overwhelming peace. Like I walked into these slot canyons and some of them were pretty tight and we had to do some like serious climbing more than I was actually expecting to do, but really cool to be able to do that, to have the energy to do that. Cause you know, I exercise a lot more now and I'm stronger now because I'm not hungover. Right. So like I can do all those things. So yeah, just, I think it was wonder and awe and peace and just such a fulfilling trip. Like I didn't come home sick and tired of being on vacation, which previously when I was drinking, I would say that happened almost all the time. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sick and tired of over drinking. Cause there's something about vacation that equaled drinking for me for a long time. And I had to just shift that mindset. Like this doesn't like, doesn't have to mean you're going to drink. So that was kind of the experience. You know, I had one cocktail, um, the first night that we were there and then one cocktail the second night we were there and that was it, which was cool. Like, like it was great. Um, totally unaffected by the alcohol in it. So it was like, that's, that was my whole goal in the first place. So, and then I got to experience those, you know, highs and lows. So if you are maybe going on your first vacation or maybe you're having a friend visit, I know I've had a few one-on-one clients that have been really anxious about this, where they're going to have a friend who they always, you know, opened a bottle of wine. That's what they did together. How do I explain to her that I don't want to do that anymore, that I'm going to drink a mocktail and how do I do that without looking self-righteous or feeling self-righteous or actually being self-righteous, you know, about not drinking and no judgment if they do choose to drink, just, you know, Hey, this is just for me. So what I would highly recommend is that you don't necessarily talk about how alcohol is horrible for you or it's poison. You know, I keep hearing people saying that and I'm like, I mean, yeah, in certain le- with certain levels, it certainly is poison. There's no doubt about it. I don't think my one small little cocktail two nights in a row and I haven't had a drink, you know, for a long time is poison to me. I don't, I just don't buy it. Like I, there's actually research that backs that up too. So, you know, I don't want to come off as somebody that's like, oh my gosh, it's poison. I can't believe you would put that in your body. Like you're, you're supposed to be healthy. What are you thinking? You know? So like I never approached it that way. It was all about me. Like, honestly, I approached it when I would have those convert those first initial conversations about me. I would just say, I don't know. It just like alcohol has not been sitting well with me. It just doesn't make me feel good. And that was the honest to God truth. And it's really hard for somebody to even have anything to say about that. Like, you know, for them to be like, well, if it doesn't make you feel good, I think you should still have a drink. Nobody says that because they're like, well, of course, if it doesn't make you feel good, why would you do it? So, you know, that was kind of how I approached it. It seemed to work quite well. It's how I encourage clients to approach it and then offer like, Hey, feel free to drink as much or as little as you want to. There's zero judgment here. I'm just, this is, I'm doing what's best for me right now because I, I need to focus on what's best for me. Um, and that's it, you know, that's the end of the conversation. So if that's something that you're approaching, maybe you did a dry January, you want to keep it going, but now you're like, Oh gosh, but I got this vacation or this thing coming up. What am I going to do? Um, just keep, keep the eyes on, keep your eyes on your own prize, right? Like, what do you want? What do you want out of this relationship with alcohol? If you don't want to have a drink, then don't have a drink and stand tall in that. And also don't stand in judgment when other people choose to have a drink or many drinks. (laughs) Um, We just sit back, you know, and what a great time to just explore and observe and 
when you're the only one not drinking somewhere and people are drinking, it is interesting to watch people's personalities, personas, um, memory, all the things just shift so quickly. And you're like, oh, well, I'm not judging them for that because that was me. Like that happened to me too, obviously. Not immune to that. So, you know, just figuring out what it is you want and standing really tall on that I think is really, really important. And then remembering you're never going to regret having a hangover-free morning. But many, many, many times I've woken up in the morning and I've regretted having drinks the night before. So keep that in mind. Like in real time, it might feel a little bit hard. You might just want to join in with the group because, it, you know, you feel alone and you want to feel like you belong with the group. And you don't have to do that. Um, so focus in on maybe what's, what you're going to gain. Like what's the future result of me choosing to not get bombed tonight. And that emotional high piece, I think is a huge one. Like I experienced everything totally different. I mean, I kid you not, colors are brighter. After I stopped drinking, I posted on TikTok about this beautiful snow we had in Indiana. And I was just looking out the window, just like in awe, like, and there was this overwhelming peace. There's so much more peace that comes with not drinking a lot of alcohol. So There's that. Now, I will say that I do have to experience some harder emotions for sure. Social anxiety or just anxiety in general is one I have to experience more of, but it's more manageable without drinking. So that's what I think is really interesting. My anger is more manageable without drinking. You know, sadness, sorrow, grief, all of it is more manageable without drinking. It doesn't mean I'm not still feeling it deeply. I am but I can manage myself through it and I can allow it to just happen instead of trying to escape it. So that's another piece of it is like all of these things are so much easier without alcohol. And in so many ways, I'm like dumbfounded that I ever thought that it was easier with alcohol because it's so not, but I think we have to experience it for ourselves to really believe it. Like I would have never believed that. I push back on a lot of things when people tell me these things until I experience them for myself. So keep that in mind. You have to do this experiment yourself to learn these lessons. You can't just take my word for it because it's probably not going to stick. So that's my message for the week. Stand tall in what you're doing for yourself. The people that love you are going to just admire and respect the hell out of that. So we don't have to fear that we're going to lose all these relationships because we're doing what's best for us. I've not experienced that in the least uh, in this, you know, two-year journey. So I want you to keep that in mind. And then also like eyes on the prize. What are you getting on the end other side of this thing without, you know, numbing yourself and you are experiencing the entire human experience. You get the entire thing and we have to take some of the not so great parts of being human so we can also experience the wonderful parts about being human. And that is so much easier without alcohol. So we will talk next week and keep doing your thing. If you made it through dry January, awesome. If you didn't, awesome. We don't have to make it mean anything more than it does. And this is a journey. So I had many, many, many times where I tried to take, you know, a couple of weeks off that didn't, weren't successful, you know, didn't stick. So keep that in mind. We're just, we're all still learning. No need to beat ourselves up. Um, we'll just continue to reduce harm with the alcohol that we're putting in our body. Um, and we'll go from there, right? We'll learn. So have a wonderful week. We'll talk soon. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you can be reminded of new episodes. 
This is not intended to be medical advice. This is for gray area drinkers that are wanting to evaluate their relationship with alcohol and cut back or quit altogether. If alcohol isn't ruining your life, but it's certainly not making it any better, you're in the right place.